재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Alright, get your aprons on. It's time to go into the kitchen. Buri Kitchen, to be specific. B-U-R-I Kitchen.com is a very cool little blog on the World Wide Web documenting explorations of local, seasonal Korean ingredients. The ladies behind it are Sonia Swanson and Chef Jong So-young. Together they bring us local eats right about this time each week. Ladies, welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Kurt. Great to see you. Um, I don't know you... you if you caught it before you got here, but we had a huge block on stomach problems and nausea. So now we're going into a healthier track now. (laughs) (laughs) It just happened to work out that way. Uh Now you've got something a bit healthier for us. Uh, Obviously something very green, which I don't quite know what it is. What are we talking about? Mm. Well, we've got two ingredients for you today. Um, And our first ingredient is uh, in that plastic container there. Okay. Um, This plant is called hamcho. Hamchu. And the original Korean name is actually Tung Tung Madi. Uh, Tung Tung means kind of chubby, and Madi means knuckles. Mm-hmm. Chubby knuckles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's also sometimes called as Shincho, meaning it is very God like, you know, God given, you know, food or divine, you know. Another nickname is the wild ginseng of the sea. Mm-hmm. Real? Oh, so this came out of the sea? Yeah, uh, the mud flat. The mud flat, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see anything that really resembles chubby knuckles on here. I guess the little the little parts. Oh, okay. It's in sort of. It's very small. It looks like it's in little teeny sections, almost like a teeny weeny piece of bamboo. To me, it looks like a mantis. If you ha- we cut off the head of a mantis uh, and oh, had the thin oh. green body and the legs uh, sticking out, uh, it's almost like a uh, eight legged or ten legged um, little green insect. Oh, good imagination. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be visual for people because they don't have uh, necessarily a picture of it. Uh, it Although we'll do our best to put one on the website. It kind of has like a cactus-like appearance, right? It's a... Oh, very cactus-like. Hello. Mm -hmm. That's an excellent way to think about it. Mm -hmm. A teeny-weeny cactus. Oh, yeah, cactus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That doesn't have, um, uh, you know, prickers on it. It's, uh, Mm -hmm. It's not sharp. Right, right, no, right. It, no. It's actually a succulent, so it's related to cacti. Um, and in English, it's also known as um, something called glasswort. Okay. And uh, But I think in the UK, they actually call it something called um, samphire. So that might be a more familiar name to some of our listeners. All right. Now, you said this was on the mud flats, which are basically in the western portion of Korea? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. West coast and also south coast, around salt farms or islands in the area. Um, and I, some sources we found actually said that the Korean coastal areas are the world's largest producers of hamcho. Would all Koreans know what this is, hamcho? Not everyone. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even here in Korea, it's a little bit specialized. Mm, like uh, elder generation who is particularly interested in their health things, yeah. then they would know. But uh, people is familiar with the name with the hamcho, but not many people... I think uh, they experience what's the selling point of this what makes it unique from other vegetables oh uh, it's very good for very good for the health yeah. uh, we're gonna go through in you know, all the health point all the health points uh-huh. so usually people don't eat uh, as a raw condition like that much so usually we make you know powder and then we use it for uh, salt 
or like a seasoning agent. Ah, that's because it's a salty. Taste it. Taste it. I, I can just taste the yeah, raw yeah, one, yeah, even sure. though people don't eat it raw. Uh, yeah, but you yeah. can you can make a salad. Do I need or... to brace myself for anything in particular no. here? No, we're not going to tell you anything. Just you get us going to try go. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Oh, it is salty, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That is incredibly right? salty. Mm-hmm. And you didn't brine that at all, did you? No. no. I, I specially brined for you, Kurt. No, I, was, a, I mean, this tastes like you had <laughs> marinated it in salt water for overnight or something. Mm-hmm. But it has a very, very naturally salty taste. Mm-hmm. That really hits you. Mm-hmm. You could almost cut this raw stem into whatever, your scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. you, you exactly. don't need to salt the eggs at that mm-hmm. point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yeah. So why is it so salty, Sonia? Well, um, this is part of a category of plants called halophytes, or salt-loving plants. So actually, it won't actually even grow without salt. Mm. So no salt, it won't grow. Um, about like less than 1% of the world's flowering plants are actually halophytes. Um, but they're kind of unique because right now we're having some maybe agricultural issues in the world, like the loss of arable land, some water rights issues, you mm-hmm. know. And some scientists are saying like this plant might be the future of farming. It's incredibly rare that a mm-hmm. plant likes salt. In fact, the mm-hmm. old Roman soldiers in the days of the empire, they used to salt their enemies' fields so that... They couldn't grow food anymore, Mm. and they would just fold. But these plants would be like, hey, great, salt the fields. (laughs) I like it. Uh And they (laughs) sure do taste it. They've got Uh that really Mm -hmm. salty flavor. Uh And also the fact that it grows in the mud flat, uh, it's soaked in the seawater. Also, it means, you know, it's packed with the minerals. Very nice. Yeah, so I get my much. minerals. Mm-hmm. I don't have to take that multivitamin. I'll just eat a piece <laughs> has, of hamcho. Uh-huh. It has almost uh, over 90 different kinds of you know, minerals. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you said you were going to go through the health benefits. Uh, mm-hmm. I get my minerals. That's a good thing. Anything mm-hmm. else? And also it has a lot of uh, fiber, which means very good for your constipation. <laughs> Why are you and- looking at me when you say that? <laughs> no, no, no. I did it. Oh my God. No. <laughs> I did the mini <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, fiber, as uh, these greens tend mm-hmm. to do. Uh-huh. And it's also had a lot of calcium as well. It's like a, apparently it's got three times more calcium than milk. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, by the same process that it absorbs all this salt from the ocean, maybe it absorbs uh, sort of the micro bits of shells and fish bones and whatnot. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, Seems and it's, like it. I, you don't think of a green, seaweedy type plant as having. Uh, calcium, but mm-hmm. you said it has more than milk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots of plants have calcium. Broccoli has lots of calcium as well. Does it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and it also has a lot of iron. So some people were saying that it has like over 40 times more iron than um, seaweed or kelp. So mm-hmm. if I just roll up on my local mat and ask for some hamcho, are they going to have it for me? Uh, not sure. Maybe. Uh, I think you need, you need to go to the traditional market. Traditional market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is it seasonal? Can I get it all the time? Uh, yeah, it's a year year round one. But uh, if it becomes four season, the color changes into a bright red, and then it becomes quite woody. So like a spr- it, it comes red. it comes from spring and summer. So mm-hmm. those two seasons are good. You know? So this is when you can eat it fresh, like I did just now. This season right now, when, it, when it's green and young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, in yep. spring. And, uh, it, you know, um, something mentioned, it just turns red. It's sort of just like how fall leaves in the in the forest turn red. You know, they stop producing chlorophyll, and they have these compounds called carotenoids. Yeah. Like the same kind of compounds that make carrots orange, for example. Um, and those... Um, I guess compounds express themselves and make it this brilliant red color. Yeah, and the scenery is amazing. It's mm. very beautiful. 
I get worried about you ladies' voices. You sound like you're out clubbing late at night. Is that what you're doing <laughs> instead of blogging? You both have these, sort of, you know, these voices that say I've been yelling all week long. Uh, I'm just kidding. It doesn't sound bad, but I'm concerned. Maybe we need to get uh, Health Mirror back in here and uh, please, talk about. Please, I would love some consultations from Jennifer. <laughs> all right, so we can do. Yeah. We can eat the hamcho fresh. We can dry it out and make it into salt. That sounds neat. Uh, sounds like something you'd do a little bit later in the year. And uh, fascinatingly, you said as we get later in the year, it turns bright red. Uh, so what, around like fall, mm-hmm. around uh, September? Yep, October, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, why does it turn red? Um, as we just mentioned, like it's a, like how similar to how fall leaves, you know, lose their chlorophyll and, and different colors express themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but something Sayang and I were talking about is like the kind of unique um, product, hamcho sogum, right? Hamcho uh, salt. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a unique product. Is that something I can find on my shelves? That would seem like easier to store and transport and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that I could probably find hanging up, but with the mm-hmm. other seasonings at the bunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to look for that. Uh, also, uh, the way how we eat in Korea, uh, when it is young, as we say, you pick up the, the tender leaves and then make a salad or you make it on or, you know, uh, even you blanch and you season with the um, Korean, you know, traditional condiments uh, uh, and make a normal salad. But <clears throat> the tra- uh, typical way to use it, uh, we dry and make it powder and use uh, for the salt yes. or even you make a juice out of it. And it's naturally salty. So we call it as a hamcho ganjang. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. Ganjang meaning soy sauce. Soy yeah. Sauce. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you want to store them for a long time, then you cook it and reduce it down, and then you can store it for a long time. I could very easily picture this becoming a very trendy item in chef's kitchen around the world. You know, mm-hmm. forget kosher salt. That is so yesterday. I've got mm-hmm. my hamcho salt. It's red and it adds a little bit of sea flavor to what I'm cooking. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, it can be fancy industry. like, you know, flour de sal, you know, mm-hmm. using it. You brought this in and it's got, it, it stems. Uh, did you say there were leaves on this uh, originally or is this, are these, are there leaves on it? No, oh, no, no, no. Mm. That, that, those are the leaves. Right? Those are the leaves. Yeah. So it's kind of like little small shoots. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you see inside, um, uh, it, this is young and tender, so there is a not woody part. But if you see the other one here, uh, there is a woody part inside. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a, a, a trunk inside the stem in a way. Mm, a slightly of. woodier texture yeah, yeah, than uh-huh. the outside uh, green part. Uh-huh. So during the research, uh, Sonia found out uh, that the Turkish people eat this one as well. Uh-huh. But they blanch and then take out this uh, inside the woody inside part mm. uh-huh, individually. And then they, um, was, it, was it saute? Yeah, I saute so. with a li- little bit of garlic, lemon juice, and olive oil. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really And you would not have to salt it in the pan mm-hmm. because it comes yeah. already mm-hmm. pre-salted by nature. Right. Mm. What could you do with this uh, hamcho party powder you were talking about? Oh, you can you can season your noodle, making noodle uh, when you making work. fresh noodles. Oh yeah, when you yeah. I think you can use it for seasoning any kind of things. But you, you know, particularly when you work with the flour, making your bread or making noodles, I think you can season with it, and then you can add a little bit of color as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So uh, hamcho salt, it sounds like it might be a little bit easier to uh, find in grocery stores than the fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. If, I, um, if I do get it, I can season fresh breads or, or, or noodles, like you said, with it or just sprinkle it the same way I would do at the um, do with salt. Turkish people, you mentioned they pull out the woody bit. So th- is, does that cover basically the full range of what I can do with uh, hamcho at this point? You want to move on to item number two? Or is there mm, any other yeah. hamcho trivia I need to know? <laughs> I think we're good with hamcho. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. If I go there and ask for the chubby knuckles name, will they know that one <laughs> at the store? Tung uh, Tung Madi? Not sure. People yeah. know more, you know, hamcho. I'm going to stick with hamcho. Maybe uh-huh. I'll use the chubby knuckle ones if it's lo- sort of a little ajuma at the traditional market. <laughs> She'll laugh. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll impress her for How sure. do you know that? How do you know that? <laughs> She'll be very surprised. That's the first question yeah. they ask me. When I come from uh, your segment, Local Eats, and I go straight to the, the store to buy whatever you've talked about, she go, otakara. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that, you weird Martian? <laughs> All right. Next ingredient. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little frightening uh, to me to look at. It's mm-hmm. uh, a jar full of, um, uh, you know, what seem to be like lawn clippings from beneath a pine tree. Uh, are these... Uh, Good guesses. Mm-hmm. But Good they're guesses. marinating in something. Are you making uh, pine soju or something? Uh, we wish. <laughs> <laughs> you want it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll need it after a while. Yeah. What, what, what exactly am I looking at? So these are actually um, called songsun or the young pine shoots. And we picked these up at Gyeongdong, Gyeongdong Market last week. Um, they're only in season for a very short time, so you have to hurry on over if you want to get some. Young pine shoots. So this mm-hmm. is uh, off of uh, a young pine tree, a small pine tree, putting off new branches? Um, no, not any, necessarily. Yeah, any mm-hmm. pine tree. Any pine tree mm-hmm. starting new branches. Right. Yes. They pick them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I can imagine there's not a huge amount of them because you don't want to kill off the trees by getting rid of the new shoots, do you? Or... Well, mm. pine trees are very common. I think they're amongst the most common trees in Korea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. I think uh, always, you know, you have to be careful, you know, not to over-harvest. Otherwise, you know, we can have it, you know, in next year. There you're you gonna go. Die. You're going to, you know, kill most of the trees. Don't kill the golden goose or the pine yeah. tree in this case. Mm-hmm. Pine trees, we did in one of our very early episodes of this program. We did a special feature on pine trees because oh. I had no idea that there was of such significance to Koreans historically and what it meant for the village yes. and all the different stuff they build out of it and the different ways they consume it. Um, it's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely um, has a lot of special meaning. Um, Sayang and I were talking about it and she was saying how it, it has a lot of um, symbolic meaning of, of courage, spirit, and vigor. Yes. Um, and in the the word for pine tree itself in Korean, sonamu. So means chief or top level. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful. Pine trees here in Korea are so beautiful. We've got amazing. a pine tree forest on Namsan right next to us now. And over at the Seoul Jazz Festival this weekend, it's the, the, the stage is right in front of these beautiful old pine trees. Mm-hmm. And it's like a, a picture mural painting to, to mm-hmm. watch the performers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It becomes really expensive. So people sometimes, you know, invest their money to grow, to grow know, a pine, pine tree. tree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one pine tree costs like obengmano like five million or something like that really yeah i'm getting in the pine tree business what but do you it think it takes 50 years Kurt. <laughs> good for you all right uh, <laughs> my great-grandchild is getting into the pine tree business yes yes it's a decade business <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. needless the shorthand is uh pine trees uh culturally important and the products derived from pine tree mm-hmm. fairly culturally important are mm-hmm. we seeing the prime example of what the pine tree has to offer here on the uh, glass jar 
Yeah, but before that, I want to add one more thing that uh, pine tree means, you know, so special. So we use it, our national anthem. Yeah, we sing uh, about the pines on Namsan. Oh, yeah, there's a line mm-hmm. in there about the yeah. pine trees mm-hmm. on Namsan. Yeah, Namsan, yeah, it's also Namu. Do I have to stand now? You're singing the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> so it means very special, you know, for us, you know, mm. for Korean. Okay, mm-hmm. very cute singing voice, by the way. You have to work on your volume a little bit, but the pitch was all right. So let's get to the cooking part. How, what, what am I seeing in this glass jar here? Okay, this is Songsun Hyoso. Hyoso means enzyme. So Korean people, uh, we are a little reluctant to you know, using uh, direct sugar itself for cooking. Okay. So we make a lot of Hyoso enzymes with the sugars. So you marinate the any kind of stuff, you know, with the sugar and then let it ferment. And after maybe 100 days or like a year later, we use the liquid. And this is the pine tree enzymes. The pine tree enzymes. Now, you just to recap it? what you just said, you're deriving the sugar out of the pine yes. needles. Oh, no, she put sugar in. You put oh, sugar she, yeah, in. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. The sugar began a process of fermentation with the uh, pine shoots. Mm-hmm. Smell it, Kurt. And is the net result that it gets sweeter than the original amount of sugar that you put in? Or what is the point of putting in the sugar so that it uh, pre-digests the shoots a little bit? I think uh, we want to pull out all the you know good things yes. from the ingredient. Ah. Mm-hmm. And which is the part, the, the best part, the, the marinated shoots or the fermented shoots at this part or the liquid? No, liquid. We, we throw them away. Oh, so I'm not sp- supposed to reach in here and eat one of these no, shoots? No, no, no. no, no. no, no, no. I'm going to make a special cocktail for you. Excellent. Uh-huh. All right. Not it's not even Friday. <laughs> okay. So I was worried I'd have to eat one of those pine needles. <laughs> while Tyrang's making that, I'll talk a little bit about some of the health benefits of uh, the pine pine shoots. So in the Dongi Bogam, they say that pine is, is good for high blood pressure, blood circulation, insomnia, and tremors. Um, and as for the young shoots, the Songsun themselves, actually, there's this belief, they call it sometimes the food of the gods, because um, they say that your white hair turns black and you don't feel cold and hunger if you consume Songsun <laughs> over a long period of time. All right, I'm going to start me a Songsun program. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm seeing in the jar, just to be clear, that's an older, more mature version of these little teeny stems that you gave me to... No? No, no, no. That's no. a different plant. Totally different plant. Ah, this is the salt marsh plant. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. The train you eventually comes. You went to the clubbing from... last night. Not us, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. So what, what, uh, I'm drinking uh, <laughs> some fermented pine shoot liquid uh-huh. with some mystery thing that you mixed in. I presume that's water. Oh, it's a sparkling water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. How is it? It's real nice. It tastes like ginger ale, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's got a the very, tiny... Mm, mm-hmm. And it, right after you finish it, it kind of rises up to your nose a little bit, like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. smell of a Christmas tree kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is very piney. And uh, I can see there's a little teeny-weeny needles at the bottom of my drink. Sorry, I don't have a <laughs> No, seat. no, that's okay. You don't have a strainer. Um, and it turns the liquid, as you would expect, fairly brownish-green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's a really nice thing. That's a nice cocktail. I would mm-hmm. make that sort of a feature. I, I'm always looking for ways to add booze, but I would add soju to that. And that's a. That we were a... talking about this one yesterday. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe Kurt will enjoy it. Like, he, he would talk about some booze, you know, with this. <laughs> I'm just a social drinker. Come on. But uh, could, you ferment, could you infuse uh, soju or something Instead of uh, adding water, could I add the sugar and then let the soju, you know, cover the pine needles, and then I'd have a very nice infused soju? Oh, if you if you want to make a pine pine tree soju, then you don't have to put any sugar. Just a pour um, 
for soju at here. Mm-hmm. Oh, the soju already has the sugar in it. No, 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 no. It's with the with the raw ingredient and yeah. then add the soju. So you can, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like an infused soju, basically. Or mm-hmm. the same would work for vodka. Add a little mm-hmm. bit of sugar, the pine needles. Uh, and then cover with vodka. No sugar. I don't think you need to. You don't need sugar. sugar. No. To infuse no. because yeah. soju, soju is already sweet. Well, that's what I meant. It, it inherently has some natural yeah. sugars in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. And also, you can use uh, pine tree leaves, not only the pine tree shoot the, for making pine, soju. Pine needles as well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, who knew all of this? I didn't realize uh, the pine needles were so um, useful and uh, versatile. I when we did our little feature, we were talking about the trunk. And the branches and the wood and things like that, and how uh, Isun Shin built his boats out of the uh, pine <laughs> trunks. But uh, little did I know, back at the village, they were brewing up uh, pine needle soju. Yes. And all of that. Yeah, we even found out that, like, if you um, kind of soak pine needles in water, and you, people use that pine infused water to brew traditional Korean rice. Oh, that sounds really nice. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the traditional, traditional way. Yeah, mm-hmm. pine infused water to cook your rice, or maybe to brew up your uh, memilcha or whatever else. Mm-hmm. That would be but, nice. But when you do it, you have to be careful to use the really, really fine, you know, sieve or it's closed, you know, to strain the water because it has a sap, sap mm-hmm. in the water mm. uh, from the trees. So mm-hmm. what, if I were to ask for this by name, what's this uh, liquid that you've made up here? Okay, so uh, soak pine, could average people make this or is this something better off Oh, it's very easy, very easy. So the first step, the most important one, you have to rinse the the pine tree shoot uh, in the water, running water, for two or three days okay. to get rid of the resin. And then dry them uh, and uh, mix with uh, one part sugar and one part of the ingredient. One to one. That's a yep. fair amount of sugar. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of sugar for the pine shoots. But most of that is going to be chemically used to sort of yes. ferment and attack the pine shoots so that they break down a little bit. And how long is the marinating or fermenting process? Uh, about uh, The minimum is 100 days, but it's, it depends on the people. But usually people use it after a year. A uh, hundred days to a year is yes. roughly the time. Mm-hmm. If I if I decide to make a vintage batch and like leave it for five years, is it better? Hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, the experiment begins. It's good. Five years, it's good. <laughs> is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Next time, let's do the soju version. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies. Thank you very much for this edition of Local Eats. Bootykitchen.com. That will be U R I Kitchen.com is where you can find them, and that'll bring today's Korea Escape to a close. We are produced by Christina Saul with associate production by Jamie Lee. GP One is our writer. I'm Kurt Asian. Find us on Facebook and Twitter and come tune in tomorrow. We'll have our Thursday edition of Culture Pulse and Time Out Soul Magazine. We'll be here. See you then.